There's a lot of information out there about the law of attraction, but get this, a lot of it is pure baloney. <laughs> if I hear one more time that the law of attraction can bring you a mansion or a million bucks in less than 24 hours, my head is going to explode. In this video, I'm going to help you understand four key truths about the law of attraction that are rarely discussed. And I'm also going to help you learn how to use the law of attraction to your advantage. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell. So you're notified as soon as I publish new content, there are very little topics in spirituality that are as distorted and as misinterpreted as the law of attraction. <laughs> now there are so many blogs and videos out there saying that you can manifest a million bucks or Ferraris or God knows what in as little as 24 hours. I've seen some, and you can do this all with just the power of your mind. <laughs> Say these law of attraction gurus. And now there is a tiny bit, tiny nugget of truth in this. And so I wanted to shoot this video kind of cut through the baloney and the distortions that are out there about law of attraction. And we're going to do that in three parts today in this video. First, we're going to discuss what the law of attraction is a very simple definition. Then in the second part, I'm going to go over the four truths that are rarely discussed about the law of attraction. So you get very clear on the spiritual law. And then in part three, I'm going to teach you how to really work with the law of attraction. I'm going to share five practical tips and easy tips that you can start implementing today to use the law of attraction to your advantage. So you don't feel frustrated anymore or scared that you don't know how to manifest your dreams. All right. Once you get done watching this video, I want you to let me know in the comments below, which one of the four truths do you resonate most when you watch, when you finish watching this video, let me know in the comments below. So on to part one, what is the law of attraction? The law of attraction has been around well forever. Really. It's one of the natural laws of the universe, but it was popularized within the last decade or so by really popularized by a book called the secret. And the secret basically interprets the law of attraction as meaning that, um, your thoughts create your reality. What you're thinking is what ends up materializing in your life. And the law of attraction has continued to be taught by many teachers, one of which I really admire. And I advise you to follow them. If you really want to learn more about the law of attraction, it's Abraham Hicks. So look them up and, and listen to them. They're my favorite teachers on law of attraction. But unfortunately the law of attraction has been misinterpreted across, across spiritual circles for and real and new age circles for a really long time. And so I wanted to, to kind of, I'm going to clarify this a little bit more as the video goes on, but just as a main definition of the law of attraction, it's this idea. I'm going to go beyond just thoughts because I don't think the law of attraction pertains just to thoughts. And I'll, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit in a little bit, but the definition of law of attraction that I best like is the idea that the energy that you put out in the world and thoughts are a form of energy. So they do contribute a little bit, but the whole uh, definition that I prefer to use is that your energy, the energy that you emanate into the world, it sort of attracts to it experiences and things in your outer environment that match the vibration of the energy that you're throwing out there. Okay. So a simple way of saying this is that like attracts like, 
So in essence, that's what the law of attraction means. It just means that the vibes that you throw out in the universe will come back to you in one way or another. Now, since your thoughts are a form of energy, you can see how it's kind of true that, yeah, you can create the world through, you can create and manifest in the world through your thoughts. But here's a big, but ding, ding, ding. <laughs> There's a big, but to this. And that is your thoughts aren't the only thing contributing to the energy you throw out in the world. And so that takes us to part number two, and that is the four truths about the law of attraction. The first truth being that the law of attraction isn't just about thoughts. The way the law of attraction was initially interpreted, um, was that your reality is simply created by the quality of your thoughts. And the reason that the law of attraction has been interpreted this way is because we've been living in a very mind-centered society. We've, we're very, very mind-centered still. So it kind of makes sense why the law of attraction was interpreted this way to only include your, your thoughts, your mind. But I wanna go actually a little bit deeper here and I wanna go into uh, more of the spiritual kind of energy side of it so that you understand that it's not just your thoughts creating your reality, that there's much more to the law of attraction than just thoughts. So here's a picture of your energy field, if you haven't seen one yet. And the energy field is just this beautiful, you can consider it a shield, it's called the electromagnetic field, your aura, whatever you wanna call it. It can be considered a shield, but it can also be considered a quantum communication system between yourself and the outside world, constantly communicating things in and out. Now this beautiful energy field that surrounds your physical body this field is maintained by two major power centers. <laughs> so there are two major power centers that are feeding, energetically feeding your electromagnetic field. One of them is the brain and the other one is the heart. <laughs> and, but get this, this is where things get interesting and why I don't like to interpret the law of attraction simply based on thoughts. Because here's the thing about these two major centers that contribute energy to your electromagnetic field. The heart is much stronger <laughs> than the brain in terms of emitting an electromagnetic signal. The heart, in fact, is 60 times electrically stronger than the, than the, the brain's electromagnetic field, and it is 100 times magnetically stronger than the brain's magnetic field. So isn't that incredible? The heart turns out to be a much more powerful energy center than the brain up here. It emits a real, much stronger electromagnetic field. So now you start to understand why I don't like this interpretation of the law of attraction that's just focused on the mind. Because if you are just focused on the mind and on your thoughts as the creator of your reality, you are missing your biggest energy powerhouse and that's the heart. So these two powerful centers are really the powerhouses that contribute to the overall vibration of your energy field. And these two powerhouses, they are the ones that dictate how high or how low your energy field is going to be. And, and that's how then that energy field starts to play and dance with the outside universe or with the outside world. And it starts to bring to you like experiences or experiences of similar uh, resonance. And a really quick example that I could give of how this works, and I'm sure this has happened to you. Have you ever gotten up one day and you were just in a pissy mood? You got, uh, you got up on the wrong side of the bed have you ever heard this saying you got up on the wrong side of the bed and then your whole day was just crap after crap after crap just kept happening to you and you were like why why is this happening to me <laughs> well the law of attraction is the explanation for this 
when you got up on the wrong side of the bed, your, your energy was a little bit off and you just kept attracting experiences of similar energy. So in general, and, and remember this in general, cause this is going to come in handy in just a little bit in general, the higher the vibration of your energy field, the lighter, the experiences that you attract into your life and the lower the vibration of your energy field, the more denser and difficult experiences you attract into your life. But here is a side note, and this is a side note that I really want to leave you with because I hear this so much in spirituality circles that it, it, it drives me crazy. <laughs> so I'm going to leave this here as a side note. This does not mean that if you vibrate in a really high intensity, that only wonderful things are going to happen to you for the rest of your life. This is not true. It's also not true that if you vibrate, if your energy system dips down, that you're suddenly just going to have horrible things happen in your life. And that's just the way it is. This is not true. We have plenty of examples. For example, we've got examples of spiritual masters that have their vibration that are really high and really horrible things still happen to them. You know, the quintessential example is, have you ever seen how Jesus died? <laughs> Not particularly a nice death, not a, a nice life experience that he had at the end of his life, but you would never say that a master like Jesus vibrated in a really low vibration. So this is just an example of how it's not always true that when you vibrate high, you're only going to have wonderful experiences in your life. This is a, a myth and I wanted to kind of bust this myth right now. But I'm going to go more into detail about this later on in the video. For now, I want to stick with the heart and the mind conversation because this is a really important part of the whole equation. If your heart and your mind both contribute to the overall vibration of your electromagnetic field, then here's the million dollar question. <laughs> what if my heart wants something different from what my mind wants? <laughs> you see a lot of law of attraction enthusiasts don't talk about this. They just focus on their mind desires. And this in fact could be one of the main reasons why people have such difficulty with the law of attraction to begin with, because they're trying really hard to manifest these mind desires, but maybe the mind desires are not what the heart wants. So it's important to talk about this twist in the whole law of attraction equation, because until you understand this from a spiritual perspective, not just from a mind perspective, you're never going to be able to take full advantage of the law of attraction. Now here's another million dollar question after this one. And that is if my mind and my heart contribute to my electromagnetic field, and if the heart is stronger than the mind, remember the heart is stronger than the mind electromagnetically. So here's another million dollar question. Should I trust my heart or my mind more? <laughs> this is another million dollar question that we really need to get to the bottom of and really answer with your heart and your soul before you know how to use law of attraction really effectively. Now I'm really asking these questions in kind of a rhetorical way because I'm really trying to nudge you to go into your heart. I'm nudging you to go from your mind into your heart because to me, the answer is obvious. The heart should be the one that we trust above the mind because the heart is a pure manifester. And I'm using air quotes here because what I simply mean by this is that the heart doesn't have the baggage that the mind has. The mind has a lot of entrenched beliefs. It has ego. Um, and it has a lot of baggage that the heart doesn't have. So the heart is not only a stronger, uh, energy center electromagnetically 60 times stronger than the mind electrically and a hundred times stronger magnetically. So it's 
much stronger than the brain's electromagnetic uh, frequency or electromagnetic field, but it's also a pure manifester in, in, in the way that it doesn't have the same baggage that the mind does. But I'm going to get into that a little bit later in the video. The second truth is that the law of attraction is one of many laws in the universe. <laughs> now, this is something that's not talked about a lot because when we're, when we're learning about law of attraction from law of attraction teachers or from teachers that predominantly teach law of attraction, there's this focus on law of attraction. There's this impression that law of attraction is all there is, but it's not. The law of attraction is part of a whole complex system. The universe is so impossibly complex and the law of attraction is one of many natural laws that govern our reality down here, that govern the reality of this universe. So this is important to remember because this can also help explain why sometimes even our biggest desires, they may not pan out in real life. And it may be because there are other things going on that you have no awareness of. So I wanted to leave this as an important, important truth for you to never forget. If you feel like your desires aren't coming, it's okay. Just let it all go. Because remember, this is a huge complex system and law of attraction is only one cog in this huge wheel. Truth number three is that law of attraction is not the cause of bad things to happen. <laughs> this one, uh, this one, this one, uh, um, it, sometimes I get really irritated when I see people commenting to others saying that, well, if you don't get what you want, or if the law of attraction isn't working for you, or if something bad happens to you, it's probably because you were just throwing out some bad juju or some bad vibes or whatever. And I, I hear people saying these things in comments about law of attraction all the time. And it's so unkind and so horrible that I can't even believe that these comments are occurring in supposedly spiritual circles, right? Because, you know, spiritual people are supposed to be evolved and all of this. And sometimes the, the people that have the lowest consciousness are the ones that are in spirituality circles, but that's for, <laughs> that's for a whole other video. But I really want to emphasize this. This is absolutely not true. This is a form sometimes of victim blaming. It feels like to me because there is no way that I believe that a woman's walking down the street. And if she's raped, when she's walking down the street, you're saying that she's the one that called that on herself. This makes no sense. It, it is, would, would a five-year-old that gets cancer is, did that five-year-old get cancer because somehow they were thinking negatively? What the hell? <laughs> this is so distorted. This is so wrong. And this is so unkind to ever even actually judge someone else to even say something like this. And this occurs a lot, a lot in commentary sections about the law of attraction. So I wanted to really, really debunk this horrible myth that if something bad happens to you, you must have brought it on by the law of attraction. This is ridiculous. The truth is a little bit more complex. The truth is that horrible things can happen to us. Horrible things can happen in life. And if something horrible happens to you, please never think that you're the one that brought it on yourself by virtue of the law of attraction. That is ridiculous. And I don't want you ever to think that because it's not true. Again, there are so many things happening in this universe. The law of attraction is only one of many. And if something horrible happens to you, it most certainly is not because you called it on yourself through 
through law of attraction. So please let, let's get this straight once and for all, because it's uh, really something that upsets me when I see these things going on in, you know, spirituality circles, when it has to do with law of attraction. The fourth truth is that divine timing is stronger than law of attraction. <laughs> so remember what I was saying that there's a lot of things going on and law of attraction isn't the only thing going on. Well, this is another perfect example. What I found over the years and the more and more that I deepened my spiritual awakening and my connection to source energy, I really realized that divine timing is more powerful than the law of attraction. Divine timing <laughs> is more powerful than pretty much anything. It's everything really. So what this means is that it doesn't matter how much you desire something. You can desire something with all of your energy. You can have your heart pulling on it. You can have your mind desiring the same thing as your heart. You can be throwing out this really positive, beautiful, powerful energy to attract something. And it could still take forever and a day to happen. <laughs> okay. Why? Because divine timing is everything. In other words, nothing manifests until it's time, no matter how high your energy is, no matter how much you want something, no matter how many vision boards you make or whatever the hell else you do to try and manifest something, nothing happens until it's time. So when it comes to this understanding of divine timing, I use a mantra that I've really deepened this mantra as the years progress because this mantra has helped me kind of let go of this, of this, uh, um, kind of hurry that we all have when we're trying to get to our desires. And here's the mantra. The mantra is let go and let God. <laughs> this is one of my favorite mantras because it really shows that that yeah, you can desire something and that something can be on its way or it could be on its way in a form that's completely different from what you thought you wanted. <laughs> but regardless, divine timing is always at play and divine timing is more powerful than law of attraction. So your desires, your heart desires, all of that, it's going to show up in divine timing, not one minute before then. <laughs> okay, now to the third part of the video and that is how to really use law of attraction. So here I'm going to share five actionable but practical tips to help you get started with using this beautiful law to your advantage. And the first one, the first tip that I want to talk about is, you know, I, I am a broken record when it comes to this, but this is fundamental. And it's the reason that I'm, that it's number one. The first tip is focus on healing first. Now, this may be something that people don't, don't really want to hear because it's a lot easier for us to just focus on manifesting a Ferrari or a mansion or whatever than it is to focus on healing. But healing, healing your past and all of the wounds that you have from your past, it is absolutely essential because until you heal your wounds, until you truly heal your past, all of your wounds are going to be weighing your energy system down because what a wound does is it brings the vibration of your energy system down. So you're going to keep vibrating really low and that's completely out of reach from your desires because your desires are going to be vibrating way up here, but your energy system is going to be vibrating low because you have a ton of wounds that are unhealed from the past. And, and the image that I like giving of this is, um, have you ever seen a hot air balloon take off? <laughs> so 
a hot air balloon, when they're filling a hot air balloon, the basket is tied to the ground. And that hot air balloon can be completely filled. You could, it could be fired up. It could be pulling, 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 pulling and ready to take off, but it will not take off unless the cords are released, unless the basket is released. So this is an example of kind of what's happening with your energy system. Your energy system, it's not going to take off. It's not going to ascend. It's not going to go up in energy until you start releasing the wounds that have been weighing you down. And this is, this is super important. Please don't go around this step because this is what's going to cause more pain in your life because it's going to lead to frustration. A lot of people use law of attraction actually as a way to escape the fact that they're unhappy, the fact that they're sad, the fact that they have grief or loneliness or whatever. And all of these emotions are coming in. Why? Because they have unhealed things from the past. And so law of attraction has been used a lot as a form of escapism from the unhappiness that I feel in my life. And that's why a lot of people get so frustrated with the law of attraction and they think they're not doing it right because their desires never seem to materialize. But the reason that their desires aren't materializing is first of all, they're using law of attraction as a form of escapism from their own unha unhappiness. That'll never work because your energy system is what's calling in the whole vibration of your whole energy system is what's calling in the experiences, not just what you're thinking. So you could think and repeat a million times a day that you want a mansion or you want a million dollars or you want this and that and the other. But if your energy system is being weighed down by unhealed pain, you're not going to go anywhere. So this is the first tip. Please focus on healing. And for more details, if you really want to go deep on healing, I have a cool video here that I shot, um, uh, a while back and it's on how to heal the past. So click on this video and get into this, get into healing the past for good so that your energy system immediately starts to go up. And then once your energy system starts to go up, the manifestation process becomes way easier. Focus on healing. Tip number two is come into your heart. <laughs> this is one of my favorite tips. <laughs> I love coming into the heart and, and I already talked about this a little bit uh, earlier on in the video, but coming into the heart is really important. Not just because the heart is, is electromagnetically much stronger than the mind, but also, and here's a beautiful, beautiful truth about the heart. The heart is the seat of your soul. All right. The heart is the portal of connection between you and the higher realms, you and your higher self. Okay. So the heart is where your soul, your higher self, they make their truths known in this world through the heart. So when you focus on the heart, uh, during this whole law of attraction, uh, trying to use the law of attraction, when you focus on the heart, two cool things are going to happen. <laughs> One is you're going to manifest much faster. You're going to notice that when you focus on the heart, the manifestations occur much faster and you understand why now, because the heart is so much stronger than, than the brain's electromagnetic field. That's why the manifestations occur faster. And the second thing that happens when you focus on the heart is you will notice that you will begin to manifest according to what your soul wants. So that's why I said earlier in the video that this is a purer manifestation simply because when you're focused on the heart, you are focused on what your soul wants. You're listening to your higher self. So it, it's almost like the will of God or the will of your soul, the will of source comes through you and it communicates 
uh, into the world through your heart. And so the manifestations that you create when your heart focused are going to be so delicious and they're going to be soul centered. They're going to be centered on what your soul wants. Now, again, I don't want to give the impression that the mind is bad, but the ideal situation that you want here is that the mind has lots of baggage. We already talked about that. But what I want to leave here is, is a side note is that eventually the best case scenario is when the mind and the heart come into a state that's called coherence. When the mind and the heart come into coherence, then your manifestations are even boom. They're even, they're much more powerful because now you're using both centers in unison. They're united. They're coherent. They're working together. But even when they work together, the mind must become, you have to train your mind to become a wonderful, beautiful servant of the heart. So the heart leads the, the, the manifestation, the mind follows and together they go in coherence and that's how you manifest your best reality or your best life. Now I know that focusing on the heart, it's kind of easier said than done <laughs> because we're so mind focused. So you'll see here popping up here. There's an older video that I did. I think I still had long hair in this video. There's an older video I did here on giving you four simple steps to open your heart. So make sure to click on that video when you're done with this one, if you want to get more into how to open the heart. Tip number three is focus on how you feel and what you think in the present moment. <laughs> People get really tripped up on this one because when we start using law of attraction, there's this error, this fundamental error that we think that we have to continuously focus on the future manifestation. So we're constantly obsessing over that manifestation and we're not really paying attention to how we feel now, but you have to remember that your future is created by a succession of now moments and how you feel in the now moment creates your future. So you can be obsessing mentally about having your dream home or about having your dream relationship. You can be obsessing mentally over that. But if the overall state of your vibration is one of fear of scarcity of stress, you're never going to get to that manifestation because again, the overall vibration of your energy system is really low fear, uh, anxiety, worry, all this stuff is really low. So your, your desire of having a beautiful home or of having a wonderful relationship, it's vibrating up here and your whole energy system is vibrating down here. You are not a match. So when it comes to working with the law of attraction, you have to learn how to be so disciplined about caring about how you feel in the present moment. You must care more about how you feel in the present moment than you care about that so-called desire. And this is fundamental. So you basically have to feel good now. <laughs> you have to feel good now and you have to, to be very diligent about cultivating that feeling good now feeling every day in every moment of your day. And, and here's a cool twist. <laughs> here's a cool twist that I've learned with experience over the years. You're going to notice that as soon as you start focusing on the now, as soon as you start focusing on self generating the feelings and the emotions that you want to feel when that supposed desire or manifestation comes to you, 
When you start going through this day after day and you just start feeling good and you start feeling happy and you start feeling light and you start feeling at peace, you're going to start noticing something interesting happening. Pretty soon you're going to feel so good. You're going to feel so at peace that you're not going to care anymore if the desire actually materializes. <laughs> now, this can seem very counterintuitive, but it is. This is spiritual mastery. This is what all the great masters, when, when the great masters of the world say for us to live in this world, but not of this world. Have you ever heard that saying before? Be in this world, but not of it. This means that you can participate in life without being attached to anything. And when you figure out that you can actually self generate all of these emotions and feelings that supposedly you were only going to have when that desire showed up, then pretty soon the desire isn't even important anymore because why you're so happy and you're so content in your present moment. And this is a wonderful, wonderful place to be. And this is the sign of spiritual mastery. And that brings me to tip number four. And that is sort of a continuation of tip number three. Tip number four is release the outcome, <laughs> release the outcome. So now that you're, you know that you're going to be so focused on the present moment that what you're going to do, you're literally going to release the outcome. So when you identify a heart desire, if you identify heart desire, cause sometimes our heart is taking us somewhere that we don't even know where we're going. <laughs> but if you do know what you want, if you do know what that beautiful heart desire is, then you're just going to see it. You're going to feel it. And then you're going to release it. You're going to give it up to God. You're going to let it go. And you're just going to release, release and release the outcome and just focus very presently on your current vibration and do this every single day. When you release the outcome, when you release the desire, when you give it to God or give it to your soul, you're not actually letting go. It's not that you're letting go of the desire. You're just giving it to your heart, to your soul. Your soul knows perfectly well what it's doing. So you can give up this desire to the heart and just lighten your load. So you're not constantly obsessed about this, right? You don't want to be obsessed about your desires because you're going to start messing with the vibration. So when you let go of the outcome, what you're really doing is you're releasing it to your heart and to your soul, to God to bring it to you at the exact time when it's supposed to come divine timing. Remember it'll come when it's supposed to come and you're not worrying on it about it. You're just focusing on your present moment vibration because that's all that matters. So when it comes to doing this, to releasing the outcome, I, I like using uh, two mantras. One is that the one that I already uh, shared with you guys, the let go and let God. Um, another mantra that I like using is, you know, may I manifest the highest outcome possible. That's also a good mantra to use. So just use mantras or affirmations to help you release the desire to God, release it, let go, let go of it, and just come back into present moment and, and focus on self-generating the feelings that bring your energy system really high and, and get this, you can do this by focusing on things that aren't even related to your desire. So for example, I could want to manifest a lot of money. For example, I want to manifest a lot of money. 
And so I say to God, I'd like to manifest a lot of money and I let go of the outcome. Okay. I let go of the outcome. And then I start focusing in my everyday life to feel abundant. So how do I do that? Well, when I take a drink of, of warm coffee, when I take a sip of my warm coffee in the morning, I could say, thank you so much. I feel so abundant for this beautiful coffee. When you take a shower, you can say, thank you so much for this warm shower. I feel so abundant in my life. You see? So you start focusing on things that aren't directly related to money. I mean, it's just a cup of coffee or it's just a warm shower. But when you start to focus on the abundance that you already have in your life, then the money's going to start showing up. So you see, I let go of the money request to the universe. And I started focusing on the abundance on other topics that brought me a feeling of abundance already. Tip number five, and probably my favorite <laughs> is let life show you your desires. <laughs> I love this tip so much. Um, I've been living this way for a while. And what I mean by this tip is you come to a point where you start to realize that sometimes some of your heart and your soul's desires, you may not even know they may not be revealed to you yet. And so another way of manifesting is to just say, well, I'm not really sure what my, what my soul or my heart wants. So please show me, Hey life, please show me what my heart wants. <laughs> and you live this way. Now, this is an amazing way to live because the reason that I love it so much is because when you manifest this way, you're in for a lot of cool surprises, right? Because you're saying, I don't really know what my highest desires are. I'm waiting for life to show me. And so what ends up happening is that you have all these beautiful surprises from life that show up. And this is a wonderful, wonderful way to live. Now, in order to manifest this way, you have to live a very surrendered life. <laughs> That's the key here. You have to live a surrendered life. And probably my favorite, one of my favorite teachers on surrender and when, where I learned how to live this way was with Michael Singer in the book, the surrender experiment. If you've never heard of that book, I'm going to leave a link in the description box so that you could read it. The surrender experiment is the true life story of how Michael Singer basically built a multi-million dollar business a multi-million dollar empire without even wanting to, <laughs> he, he didn't even want to do this. He didn't even, he didn't even consider any of this. And so Michael Singer's life, his whole life is kind of an example of, of how life can look when you live in a surrendered state. And after I read that book in 2014, I think it was when I read it, when it first came out, when I read that book, my life completely shifted and I shifted into this form of manifestation, into this form of more surrendered manifestation. And my life has just completely, uh, you know, there's another story is how my life has kind of developed after I've started manifesting in this way. So I have a main mantra in my life that I use every single day. I repeat it and I live by this mantra. And the mantra is, may I manifest the highest possible outcome. Okay. Now look at how generalized this mantra is, right? I'm not requesting anything. I'm not saying I want more money or I want this and that and the other. I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm not making a checklist of things that I want. I'm saying to the universe that I am fully open to become a vessel or a vehicle for the highest possible outcome or manifestations to occur in my life. Now notice how surrender that is. 
I'm not asking for a specific outcome and I'm saying highest possible outcome, meaning the highest possible outcome that my soul wants for me in this lifetime. And I'm accepting of what that is. And the more that I lived in this, with this mantra, the more that this mantra became my go-to every single day, my life has just gone on just incredible, incredible twists. Life will surprise you when you live this way. And just one quick example that I can give uh, of this exact notion is my YouTube channel. So when I started this YouTube channel, it was just on a hunch. I had no idea what I was supposed to do with this. I had no idea that my YouTube channel would end up being a major point in my mission on this earth. I had no idea that that's what was going to happen when I started this YouTube channel. I didn't know that it was going to grow this quickly. I didn't know that it was going to explode. I didn't know any of this. I just went on a little hunch and I started to follow that hunch every single day, week after week after week of making video content, but I had no idea that it was going to turn into what it is today. And so this is an example of a heart desire, a soul desire that was clearly there. And my soul just kept guiding me on the path of creating this YouTube channel and connecting with you and, and creating this beautiful tribe here that we have on YouTube. I did this one step at a time without knowing what the outcome, without knowing what the result was going to be. And I still don't know hundred percent. I don't know where this YouTube channel is going, but I'm still open to learning. I'm open to seeing where this is all going. Why? Because I continue to be surrendered and I continue to tell to the, to say to the universe every day, may the highest possible outcome be manifested. And it's just, I can't tell you, this is a wonderful way to live because for me, what it has really done is it's taken the pressure off of my mind. <laughs> I'm really, I have a really strong mind. If you haven't noticed, I have a really strong mind. So when I teach about the heart, I teach about the heart through experience, right? I had to learn the hard way, how to bring my consciousness from my really mind centered mind down to my heart. And so I still have a really strong mind and sometimes it still wants to take over. It still has that tendency. And so when I learned to manifest this way, oh, it was amazing. It took so much pressure off of me because it took away the power of my ego to take control over the manifestations because I was giving it up. I was saying to my soul and to God, may the highest possible outcome manifest. And I may not know what that is mentally, but I'm going to go with the flow. And so what I felt in my life, and, and you're going to start feeling this in your life if you use this, this fifth tip really well, what you're going to start noticing is you're going to start feeling lighter. The pressure is going to come off the pressure to manifest the pressure to use law of attraction. It's going to come off and you're going to feel immediately lighter, lighter that you can trust in this beautiful intelligence that creates everything. You can work with that beautiful intelligence and you can give it up give it up to this beautiful intelligence and let it guide you wherever you need to go. Life will surprise you when you live this way. Now I want to hear from you. Which one of the four truths that I discussed about the law of attraction did you resonate with most? Let me know in the comments below. And if you have a question for my weekly videos, leave it also in the comments with the hashtag ask Christina. Don't forget that hashtag. If you enjoyed this video, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel here or head over to my website to take my heart quiz and figure out if your heart is blocked. And don't forget this video right here on how to heal from the past, because that is the crucial key that you're going to need to do before this whole law of attraction gets easier for you. I love you, beautiful soul. I am out.